Good evening, and welcome to the Agent Hipster Star Wars Rewatch. I am your host, Darth Bob Serrano. This week, we rewatched Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Joining me from Minnesota, Toby Crines. How are you doing today, Toby? Doing great, Bob. Excited to get into Episode 7 here. Great. Now, stop me if you've heard this story before. So, there is a robot that flees from a battle with some secret plans onto a desert planet and then finds a force adept orphan and flees with them onto the millennium falcon to some sort of resistance movement and then later blows up a base that destroys planets have you ever heard of the story before yeah, I mean, uh, very. It seems like a, a big uh, play for nostalgia. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Obviously, we'll probably uh, let, we'll discuss this later, but um, that is one of the things that is uh, thrown at the movie, and including myself back in the past. But thank you for being here today, and then also joining us, we have a special gu- uh, special guest, Alice Lauren. Uh, we are both involved in the now you've seen it which is a new podcast coming out in January. It's also about movies. And Alice, you have not watched Star Wars at all until this yeah, movie. Just, <laughs> how does that how does that even yeah, happen? Yeah, I just lost my uh, my Star Wars virginity a few hours ago, I guess. I've seen Spaceballs <laughs> though. So, no. Yes. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> so, Alice like is it just something that never came up or I don't even want to ask how old you are because you might be a lot younger than Toby and I. Is it kind of a generational thing? Because I think Toby and I, like, we had to watch Star Wars, right? It seemed like it. But was it not so I don't, yeah. um, pivotal for you? I don't know about that. See, I kind of I kind of call myself, like, the Kim Kardashian of nerd culture, where I just, I'm not, like, I'm not really into it. I'm kind of just completely out of that. I sort of turned away from that. I mean, all, all my, you know, friends and people I've dated and stuff like growing up were, were into that kind of, of stuff, you know, whether it's Star Wars, comics, anything like that. So I kind of, you know, I'm more of the, I like comedies. I like romance. I like romantic comedies. I like, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but then as I've, as I've gotten older, um, kind of just been through different experiences and I've had more comfort with things like, I mean, now that like, it's kind of become cool to be more nerdy. Like, you know, I love to play like, like Pokemon go and let's, you know, let's go Pikachu, all those like, like Pokemon kinds of things. And then obviously with like Marvel movies, like that's, you know, become much cooler (laughs) to to see those things. I don't know about DC, but Marvel. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's gotten better for that, but, but yeah. So I was just like, I just never, really wanted to see it I kind of was like yeah I mean I'm very interested I'm kind of my own little pop culture guru where I know a lot or a little about a lot I guess in terms of, of well pop culture but yeah I just I was never really interested I'm not a big sci-fi girl so it's def- definitely a trip to see this <laughs> well thank you for being on I think it's going to be a lot it's going to be very interesting this to talk to somebody with a completely just like blank yeah. slate. All right. So before we get into the nuts and bolts, let's uh, kick things off and uh, take care of some business. Please subscribe, recommend to friends and strangers, rate and review the Aging Hipster Network. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, a bunch of other apps. We are not found on the app 
If we are not found on the app you regularly use, please let us know and I'll get it worked out. You may email me at aginghipsternetwork at gmail.com, aginghipsternetwork at gmail.com. Email us your questions, any sort of emails. Uh, that Gmail box is open. And we have a Facebook group. Follow the Facebook group. And I've been putting out some updates, not only Star Wars calendars that I find in grocery stores that they're called Cat Wars, but also I put out some pretty uh, exciting announcements about what Toby and I are going to be doing in January, releasing in January. Alice, you're talking about uh, romantic comedies and stuff like that. That's what we're diving into. Uh, So, (laughs) yeah, I'm choosing to to talk about and Toby's choosing to. So far, I chose You've Got Mail. And what did you choose, Toby? Clueless. All right. And have you been thinking about more? Yeah, I've been thinking. I just haven't settled on others yet. Yeah, this is a this is very important. This is a very important. It, it, it is. We've been referencing rom coms throughout, <laughs> throughout yeah. the Star Wars rewatch, so it is critical to get it right. So, Alice, you better subscribe to this feed, yes, yes. Uh, because I think we got some content that you will be interested in coming down the pipeline, and that should be pretty fun because we have watched now fifteen, sixteen hours of Star Wars. We're almost at the mm-hmm. end. And I can't wait a little bit. There's a little part of me that can't wait just to watch some Meg Ryan again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, without further ado, Toby, please take us back to a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Thanks. So 30 years ago, uh, Luke and Darth Vader overthrew the Emperor and destroyed the Empire. Uh, Luke has since gone into hiding and nobody knows where he is. But he left a map, thankfully, that leads right to him. And most of that map was somehow stored in the Empire's old computer for some reason. Uh, Plus he left a companion puzzle piece of that map with some old friends, R2-D2, and uh, a new character that we hadn't heard of before called Lor Santeca. Uh, But meanwhile, the First Order is also looking for Luke and the First Order uh, has basically taken the place of the Empire and like the Empire is run by a Sith Lord and his evil apprentice and like the Empire is hell-bent on controlling or otherwise destroying everything in the galaxy. Um, Enter Rey who is uh, among my favorite Star Wars characters uh, who has some God-given force abilities that quickly come into view of the Sith Lord and his apprentice named Kylo Ren who is also uh, happens to be the son of Han and Leia. Uh, as Bob mentioned, there's another Death Star, but this time it's bigger and badder, and it's called the Star Killer Base, and it's run by an awesome new character called General Hux. Um, and as Bob mentioned earlier, you know where this is going. The good guys blow up Star Killer Base. Everyone lives happily ever after, except for Han Solo, who is killed by his son Ben, aka Kylo Ren. Dun dun dun! And. An awesome cliffhanger where Ray shows up on Skywalker Island and tries to give Luke his lightsaber back. Dun dun dun! <laughs> yeah, that last scene was like literally like five minutes. Is oh. just like, and she's just like holding it up there. I though, uh, Toby, I do have to do one correction before our listener emails us. Uh, Chairman Snoke was never a Sith Lord. He was just really he was never an official Sith Lord. According, oh. I was just reading that in the online stuff in Wikipedia. Thank, he thank was just, for, yeah, 
thing. He was just the guy in the that's really good at the dark fours or something. Got it. Okay, thanks for saving me from all that hate mail. Yeah, <laughs> the one hate mail from Katie Clausen. <laughs> 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 and yes, and there's a bunch of other stuff that we will talk about. But first, let's get into some categories. This was directed by J.J. Abrams. Uh, it was written by Lawrence Castan, J.J. Abrams, and Michael Arndt. And it based on George Lucas sold everything before this, but he still kind of gets his name as in the credits, and he has it as based on characters created by George Lucas. So the budget was $245 million. Opening weekend made around $248 million. The gross in the USA was around $936 million, and worldwide it made $2 billion, which I think only three, uh, maybe it's a little bit different now, but at the time only three movies uh, grossed over $2 billion worldwide. There's Avatar, and there was Titanic. So probably the, the kind of the really most interesting part of the backstory of this entire movie was in October 2012 uh, George Lucas the hero of our saga that we've been talking about he sold his production company and with it the Star Wars franchise to Walt Disney for I don't even know I, do you did you read about uh, how much four billion dollars which by the way is not as much as Peppa Pig was sold for really how much was that uh, Peppa Pig and was with along with uh, their companion property uh, PJ Masks was sold for more over four billion around four billion but it was more than star wars was sold for wow need a peppa star wars wow. that's it <laughs> peppa and ppj masks is kylo ren <laughs> well maybe that's a kind of tells the story of why george has been a little bit salty ever since even though at the yeah. time he made an announcement said i was always going oh uh, i always said i wasn't going to do any more and that's true because i'm not going to do any more but that doesn't mean I'm unwilling to turn it over to Kathy to do more for $4 billion. <laughs> so he was still involved, though, because it's George Lucas. He needs to be. And so I was, as I was kind of reading behind it, he was a creative consultant in the very beginning for this. And so he attended early story meetings and advised on the details of the Star Wars universe. They're just like, George, make up something. He's like, blah, 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 blah. So, but what he also did is, like, he also turned in a bunch of materials for the production team for, like, um, the he had his second trilogy already mapped out. And so he, he turned it over to the bigwigs. It was, like, Kath, uh, Kathleen Kennedy or whatever, Bob Iger, Alan F. Horn, and Kevin A. Meyer. And Lucas later said Disney <laughs> just discarded his ideas. And after that, Lucas was went bitterly all the way home. Oh yeah. It's pure like corporate <laughs> rating, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I, so I found out kind of what he was talking about. And I gotta say, I don't, if I was Bob Iger, I would just be like, Oh, thanks George. And like throw, throw his like stuff right into the trash can because uh, this is what he said. Uh, he described it on James Cameron's story of science fiction TV show. He said that they're going to get into the microbiotic world and, but there's this world of creatures that operate differently than we do. I call them the wills. And the wills are the one that, ones that actually control the universe. They feed off the force. So I don't even know what kind of movie that would be. It was, it's taken midichlorians and 
<laughs> kind of stuff my uh you know the flat earth crowd would really get into you know? <laughs> yeah oh so so they were just like thanks george thanks for everything and they decided to go with uh jj abrams and his very kind of back to basics basically kind of rehashing episode four's plot a little bit they changed some names and stuff like that but um so let's get into some of the responses the critical response for this movie was uh very positive rotten tomatoes gives it an overall 93 percent approval rating and let's see the the consensus reads packed with action and populated by both familiar faces and fresh blood the force awakens successfully recalls the series's former glory while injecting injecting it with renewed energy toby do you think here this is what i thought with uh the force awakens i thought everyone was so traumatized by the phantom menace that just the fact that it wasn't like a steaming pile of garbage everyone's just like oh i love this movie Absolutely. what do you think yeah and uh you know jj abrams is the master of nostalgia like yeah like he you know that's his strong and I realized, like, um, I loved it when it came out. And probably for the reason you just described, like, I was just like, oh, this is just so much better. But, like, I watched it again. I've watched it a handful of times. And, like, yeah. like each time it gets a little worse because it, it relies on that nostalgia factor. Um, it's still a decent enough movie. Like, it has some rewatchability. But, like, I'm curious to know what Alice thinks. Like, was it, did it make any sense or was it just, you yeah, know. so I was, I mean, I was definitely afraid going into this, as I said before, like, oh my gosh, you know, do I have to know, is this almost as if it's like a sequel, or is it almost like, I have to know what happened before, and then kind of at first, I was like, I don't know what's going on, I don't really get it, I tried to just view it as, like, I view, like, Avengers movies, or any sort of, you know, any Marvel movie, where I'm like, you know, I don't have a great understanding of the comics, but I'm going to enjoy this as a film, kind of tunnel vision. You know, this is an action film. This is a sci-fi film. You know, take it as you will. And it, it really worked out well, pretty well for me. I mean, I think there were some p points where, like, uh, Han and Leia were talking. And as, as I kind of call it, like, reminiscing, reminiscing with their eyes more so, which kind of was a testament to those two two actors. And there were some things that were said that I'm like, I know this is a callback. I know, you know, the trash compactor thing. I think there is something that happened, you know, <laughs> like that, where I'm like, I know I missed out on something, but I, I feel it like I know this is a callback. I appreciate it for being a callback, but it's, it's like there is this whole other piece, this whole other relationship that I haven't really seen, but it, it's still really worked well as as a movie for me i would love to hear your guess about what the trash compactor really means no wasn't there a thing like i don't know it wasn't like a i don't think it was a trash compactor but it was like a stormtrooper like fell down or something trying to go somewhere and it was like made it into the movie was that it it was like like remember like there was like a like a goof or something it was just like the one in this movie where um like i don't know some like a, a stormtrooper just like was trying to go and do a trash compactor or a closet or something and he just fell down he's wiped out in the middle of the scene was that it <laughs> oh i think there i think there was in that scene right like they hit yeah, his head yeah. right right toby oh so uh, yeah i think uh, you're getting three-fourths of a <laughs> yeah three-fourths credit here but that's pretty close. That's pretty close, Alice. You've it seems like you've 
picked up enough Star Wars knowledge to just make it through. Like, like when you go into the... Oh, no, yeah, yeah, but not not enough. I mean, literally, Harrison Ford shows up, and I'm like, oh, Luke Skywalker, and it's like, no. (laughs) They're like, oh, Han Solo, I'm like, oh, boy. Here we go. If like if you're trying to get into a con somewhere, you know enough. They're just letting but you I, through. You're just like, oh. This, but I still yeah. think Han and Luke are like the same person, so I don't even. <laughs> everyone's the same person. Well, the good thing about this movie is you don't need to see Episode Four because you've already seen the movie. Just a little bit updated. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So speaking of that, and what what's interesting, Toby, is that you're talking about how the more you've seen this movie the less you like it. I'm kind of the opposite way. I was so angry. Like I was so nerd angry and irate about the whole thing, but I've mellowed out during this last time, this last, uh, this, and this viewing, I actually didn't mind it as much. I came in just being like, I'm ready just to tear this up. I am sorry. I was going to have all these apologies about how I'm like, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm such a stick in the mud and grump. But then I was like, I was just like, yeah, you know, I, I let things go. Um, but when I first saw it, I, I think my feeling, feelings were kind of um, summed up as this reviewer from RogerEbert.com, Gerardo Valero. He felt that it didn't justify a return. Uh, oh, wait, he went as far as to accuse the f- uh, film of pl- plagiarizing A New Hope and resorting to nostalgia. He felt he felt that it didn't justify a return to the universe and not having an original story of its own to tell in the plot, characters, and musical store, uh, score, negatively comparing it to George Lucas's prequel tr- uh, trilogy, and that some of its climactic moments felt unearned. And you know who else didn't really like this too much was a little little boy named George Lucas. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, so he's on Charlie Rose, and he kind of was talking about how this whole thing was kind of like a divorce, and he outlined some of the uh, creative differences between the producers of The uh, Force Awakens and himself, and he described previous Star Wars films as his children and criticized the retro feel of The Force Awakens, saying, I worked very hard to make my films completely different, with different planets, with different spaceships, you know, to make it new. Uh, then he also called Disney white slavers, which I've, I remember that, which drew some criticism and he apologized for that. And yeah, he was very disappointed about that, which is, you know, after I read that, I think he kind of, I can see where he's coming from because no matter what we can say about the first prequels, like he, he tried something new. It doesn't mean the new yeah. was that great. You know, well, yeah, no, I th- I think like he's being honest when about that, like that pi- part rang true where he's like, I tried to create new characters, new worlds, new situations. He did succeed in that. <laughs> like, yeah. Say what you want about the prequels, but yeah, but he created Jar Jar Binks, but it was new, yeah. you know. So like, so I can definitely see where he's coming from, and he had a lot of that kind of disappointment. I shared a lot of that disappointment. And it seemed like, Toby, you were on the opposite path. So you liked it when you saw it. Did you want to kind of go into more of how you just soured on it as time went on? Yeah, I mean, I think that that review about, like, does it justify a return to the universe? Like, this story and this plot, like, didn't to me because it didn't really tell us anything new at all. Like, it was like the betrayal of Kylo Ren was 
not only was it just like Darth Vader, he's sitting there like worshiping Darth Vader in the movie. Right. Just like, okay, here's Darth Vader. And then even like the killing of Han Solo, like it was hard to get like into it because it just seemed like a, a, like an easy plot twist. Not even a (laughs) twist, like just like, oh yeah, of course, you know, like. uh, Yeah. And so Alice, like overall, did you like the movie? I like it. I know. I haven't even, I'm like still processing and I'm trying to think that I like, I mean, I had very, strong angry reactions toward kylo ren and and the death of han solo i I really did have very strong um reactions to it i mean it was fine i maybe i don't know do i want to go so far and say that i like it i i I guess um (laughs) i know i'm like i'm still kind of kind of processing it but yeah i mean a lot of a lot of great elements i mean a great starter story basic slash not as basic story but yeah i i definitely felt a lot of a lot of strong strong emotions for sure well go ahead i do think jj abrams succeeds in the character like just bringing in characters that that are interesting like ray is probably my favorite star wars character but i love general hux like in this movie and the next, the next one, especially when he gets on him and uh, Kylo are like fighting for the Snoke's attention, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think Hux is kind of like a scene st- stealer. I, I just think he's great. And I also think Kylo is great mm-hmm. too, you know, and um, I, I like the, uh, the Finn character. Um, I, I like Rose a lot in the next movie that we'll talk about. I, you know, I think Finn's not as strong as I think the, the strongest ones are, Hawks, Ray, and Rose, you know, in the next one. Um, oh, man. Like, you might be one of the few people, right? Because everyone hated Rose. Was yeah, that part of that? You, you I, know, I didn't, but... The typical, like, uh, sex... You know, like, the, it was all sexist yeah. and racist and, you know, like... But... Yeah, I, I really been, liked yeah. Poe a lot. I even, like, posted on Facebook after the plane went down. I'm like, Poe better be okay. Are you kidding me right now? Like what a romance <laughs> that was, and then if that was it, was, it I oh no, <laughs> what a bromance! Oh yeah, I, there was like kind of a, some rumors that that bromance was turning into a romance. Well, that was that was okay. something that I wanted. Yes, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of very strong. It's part of my strong feelings, and I'm not a person who's like gonna automatically shit people or anything. But there was so much of that in here that that bromance, maybe Ray and. And Finn, well, I'll, I'll I'll get back to that in a second, but um, but yeah, I mean that obviously that was such a weird um friendship slash maybe they should be together, and then Kylo and Ray maybe when she was in that chair, I don't know, I felt some tension there, so I don't know. Um, I mean with Finn though specifically, I was a bit annoyed at kind of. I felt like a lot of his actions were motivated by like, oh, I just met a pretty girl. I'm going to go save her. And like, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, open the door for women or like save them from death. But like, it was just such a weird, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, it was very, it was very blatantly shown when Ray was like, why are you holding my hand? I can run without you holding my hand all the time. And I, I just, I don't know. I just, Finn's motivations seemed very strange he seemed to get everyone seemed to get attached to each other real quick out of out of nowhere too that was some strong attachment like i know you know bb8 had the had the map so there was some more importance there but like 
you know, why wouldn't I'm just gonna go off on anything, but why wouldn't you sell him for portions? Like I don't there's a lot right. of weird like y'all got attached so quickly that I don't get it. <laughs> it's like it's like the Star Wars teenagers Girl, you don't had know a whole him. lot of hormones going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. And that's really funny because like when you talk about Finn, like it seems like he's willing to go along with whatever pretty person is in his like sights, like Poe. Right. He's like, I'm all about this. I got your jacket. Yeah. I love you, boy. You know <laughs> they ran to like hug and each other. And I'm like Poe. Yeah. I'm like you knew each other for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They like they barely knew each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Alice, one thing you'll realize, like in this universe that Bob and I, that you're now part of, of like uh, rehashing Star Wars, we're trying to like fill in the gaps. Like, how? What kind of what what what's going on in this universe where people fall in love in five minutes, like over and over again? <laughs> And, you well, know, that like is, part that of is true Disney. You know, they found their princes and princesses real fast. <laughs> uh, yeah, then it was yeah. It, then it was a good move to come to Disney if they're going to fall in love that fast. Let's get into some more questions. So I asked everyone to come with one or more questions that came to our minds while we were watching the movie. So. We'll kind of go around. I'll start off. And this is also a question that's kind of for Alice as well. So the Fallen Order slash the Resistance. Um, did the filmmakers do enough to explain what was going on? No. I was I was definitely confused. It, it, it took a bit to kind of ease my way into it. Because, yeah, I'm not quite sure. You know, it's kind of the, like... I mean, to put it plainly, kind of, why are they so mad at each other? Kind of, yeah. kind of idea. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely think they should have done more. How about you, Toby? Um, what was the question again? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Thanks Don't for uh, paying attention. Yeah. It. Uh, well, uh, no, I'm, I, I'm with Alice here because, like, without seeing the previous movies, you, you know, a, you don't know what the force is. You just kind of see them doing. Uh, the magic and then like you know the whole political organization of the new order like because it just mirrors the empire like somebody who's seen empire strikes back can just walk right in and go okay i get it um so i could see alice's point where if you hadn't seen it uh it would be really confusing but it was um, also like you know those those scrolling title things you know the signature thing in the in the beginning like pay attention to that that is what it was telling you you know right now right. So, which, which it was so interesting. I'm like, wow, like nobody would ever get away with that now. You know, <laughs> I just imagine right. like a, you know, TV trope or, you know, whatever those cinema sins that would just kind of take off. Like, what are you doing? Like, Hey, by the way, here's a whole paragraph, you know, wouldn't get away <laughs> well, with you, that now. So you saw space balls. So you get it. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems like the first prequels were all full of exposition. Like it was just like hours of him talking about, political maneuverings and like uh votes and stuff like that and this time they're just like there's bad guys and good guys go you know (laughs) and i was trying to figure out with with ray and the getting trading things um for for rations i've been watching a lot of agents of shield recently so that's kind of kind of similar with what was going on in space there but i was like so is she in prison nope she's wandering around is it a prison planet like i you know i wasn't sure what this rationing for food thing was if she being punished you know kind of who is she sort of thing Mm. 
That is interesting. Yeah. So I think she lived above a planet called Jakku, mm-hmm. and there were, there was a big famous battle of Jakku um, that was. Let me see. It was the final. It was actually the final full scale engagement. It took place a year after the Battle of Endor. And so it was a bunch of stuff that blew up above Jakku, fell down there like she was going through that Star uh, Star Destroyer. And so it's just people kind of scavenging there. But they didn't really tell you like what it meant, all that stuff. But I that's would say be- like, like that was a really cool thing. Um, yeah. You know, seeing that Star Destroyer like in the sand, like it's like, whoa. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I just it sometimes because. <laughs> I'm pretty, at the time when I saw it, I'm pretty knowledgeable about Star Wars. Not totally, by any means. But I was just like, I just wish, I just felt, I just wanted a little bit of just telling us, like, what's going on. Because I know, like, we left the last movie in Endor, and everyone was uh, shooting off fireworks and all this kind of stuff. And now there's this new remnant of the Empire that's there, which I totally get to. But why isn't the Republic doing anything about it? And I almost think that the new Mandalorian kind of is doing a better job of explaining what's happening after the Civil War. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about that today because I had kind of a similar reaction. Like, how did this new order rise up? Yeah. Um, but then I was thinking like post-war Iraq, these factions like um, they're really powerful, like the what is it? The whatever currently is like the thing that took over ISIS or whatever, you know, and then before ISIS, it was the Taliban. Like apparently it's really hard to secure, secure the peace, you know? Yeah. Even no, that's true. But these, but the Taliban and ISIS and whoever, whoever else, they don't have the resources to take a planet and make it a gigantic cannon. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So that was just sort of like that that's where I kind of need some explanation about how they got so strong. Mm-hmm. I read some stuff on like the Wikipedia or whatever, that there's some, they have some backing from criminal elements or something like equivalent of drug Lords. They're just funding them. But I don't think that's a lot of money to take a planet to suck out an entire sun and then to shoot it. Right. And how does just like, and how does it get by the Republic saying like, Oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Like, right yeah don't worry about it i don't know but whatever it's just kind of pitting uh well, and picking it speaks to the flimsiness of the republic is a yeah you know you could look at it the other way and say well there was this organization that wasn't maybe the first order existed 30 years ago and they were like a minor uprising and they you know so the republic is thrashed the whole empire's gone and like they're like oh well we're already ascendant you know yeah. <laughs> no that's true you know this kind of reminds me about did you guys watch Game of Thrones at all? I wish. <laughs> no, no. Oh. So at the end, everyone was hanging on every sentence and every word, and they would just take it and just expand it. You know how, like, so Toby, you're talking about, like, there's so many gaps that we're just expanding with our own imagination. This is part of it, you know? Well, and, and one thing, you know, like, Rose, the one question I have about you about that, that, really curious about the very end that five minute scene that bob mentioned at the very end when she ray walks up that mountain like what did you think of that he called alice rose i'm sorry alice oh, <laughs> what is that final yeah, scene? Like, about, no i mean yeah i don't i don't really know 
the significant the significance necessarily. I mean, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, she has the force too, so she's obviously maybe somehow tied to the family. Maybe I don't know. I don't know where I don't know where you get the force from. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't have like too big of a reaction. I guess I don't know. Mark Hamill looked scared, and I heard, I heard that he was afraid to be in it. You know, in in the film, and that's kind of why they cut down his time. So I don't know. Alice, do you have a question for us? Yes, I I would like to break down this family tree. Uh, okay. Co- combination of what I saw in this movie and kind of what I know. So so we have Han and Leia. Who had Kylo? Yes, but, his real name is Ben. Right, Ben. Yeah. Well, oh, what a what a moment! Why I don't know why he had to yell out Ben. Not fair. Not cool. Why? <laughs> uh, I'll come back to that. But anyway, <laughs> so that was annoying. But okay, so that. But like, also, isn't so we got Ben. Right, we, Kylo we, Ren. We, we, we got now. Now we're yeah. We, we got Ben, but like, also, Darth Vader is Grandpa. Dad, whatever. Yes. Dark daddy, whatever. Um, that's basically who he is. Uh, is, is. Is is grandpa? But like, from what I've heard, I feel like Luke is his son and Leia's sister. So are Han and Luke and Leia all siblings? But wait a second, didn't they have a baby? So like, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Han's not related, so you don't have to worry about that. Luke and Leia were related, and they did a whole bunch of kissing during the last, right, uh, right. yeah, last trilogy. <laughs> but then, yeah, they didn't get past first base at all. Right, right. But like, so okay, so so Han's not related to either of them. Because I thought that okay, so maybe it was Grandpa from the other side. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I'm like, wait, Darth Vader is Han's dad? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, Han, Han is. Totally unrelated, oh. so he's clean. Okay, he's yep. clean. Okay, all right, okay. Okay. All right Toby. <laughs> how about you? Question. Yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> you know, my my questions are more like like the like the 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 lack of continuity in the plot. And one thing that so like Teen Wolf. When I watch Teen Wolf, uh, I nothing like like it doesn't bother me that he's a kid who turns into a wolf. It bothers me that he doesn't know how to play. That the rules of basketball are different in Teen Wolf. And, <laughs> and so like the thing that bothers me probably most about this movie is that for some reason, rank and file stormtroopers have all acquired lightsaber technology plus amazing saber fighting skills. Whatever. They're all just carrying lightsabers now and they know how to sword fight. And I'm like, so you're, let's say you are a stormtrooper. You're being sent to battle just to go blast, like they do in that first scene. They're just shooting everything. Uh, but now, that what part? You know, how much training do they need to like be able to fight with swords like that? You know, all their life they they were taken by ba- as babies, and they were sent to gladiator school by Hux. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, they're definitely pretty good stormtroopers. Yeah, well, and, and Hux is so in that scenario. Hux is like, you know what? Let's take time away from your target practice to learn how to, you know, fight with a lightsaber. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and the, the yeah, other Ben was, was pretty good. He was hanging against Kylo Ren. Oh, 
great. You know, I get I get what you're saying now. Like great. And, like if it was me, if I just like picked it up, like I would be dead in like two seconds. Well, you and know, there's another thing I don't get that like, and maybe this is not canon anymore, but in the old books, they talk about how, how lightsabers are made and it's yeah. something only Jedi can do. And they, they each do it their own way. And they, they like have to go get those crystals and they like, you know, meditate on it for a few years. And, you know, but for some reason it's now just, it's like the midi-chlorion thing. It's now just science. Like they <laughs> yeah. discovered it and, you know. I'm sorry, Toby. You're very you're very worked up about this, and I can't really help you. I can wish I, I could. Can I ask a, a lightsaber question? Actually, just to go off of that, is yes. is, is a lightsaber? I wish you were like, no, uh, no. But is, is a lightsaber? It, it's just like it burns through, or like is it also like a knife? I mean, maybe that's kind of both at the same time. But it, it felt like yes. the way that right, yes, it felt like it 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 worked both ways in this movie where almost solid in the middle in a sense, but also like, you you know, sometimes you get a little burnt. Sometimes you get slashed as if, you know, as if it's a knife, I guess. So the answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, Very inconsistently applied in how the lightsaber works. Cause you would think it, like everything was just cauterize everything, right? Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. It's cause I can't imagine what happens when you put fire through someone <laughs> that doesn't just burn them. I don't know. Oh, I guess that's true. Like, so what if like Kyle is just using it to like slice bread or something like when he's <laughs> up there, like, does it just like light everything on fire? I don't know. That's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is it a different kind of fire yeah. that can not scorch or something? Yeah. yeah. But then when he was having his temper tantrums, he, he was just slashing his office or whatever, and everything was catching on fire. So mm. I guess it depends. So uh, I'm going to walk back my yes answer to it depends. It depends, yeah. If they yeah. if they want it to be, you know, a little bit of scorching on Finn, or if they want to slash it, yeah. And and I think like in uh, episode four, when Obi Wan gets sliced in half, I I think his like uh, his shirt with stay like his shirt is not <laughs> affected. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's true. All right, so now. Toby, you got upset, and now it's time for me to get upset. Right. As as a uh, faithful listener to this program knows that I'm very passionate about Chewbacca. And so I have, there's a couple things that really upset me and co- that continue to upset me about this movie and Chewbacca. So, so Han dies, and they go back to the Resistance base, just like in, you know, and everyone's cheering and blah, blah, blah. So why does Leia, who has known Chewbacca for like 30 freaking years and flew around with him all the time and Chewbacca saved her life and looked out after her and probably looked out after her kid was probably the nanny, basically. Like, how does she even just like let him just like walk by without her just being like, like give her like a pat in the back, be like, hey, boy, sorry about that. And like goes right to Ray and like yeah. has this big hug like that's. It's sad. And, and and Chewbacca goes and cries in the basement or whatever. Like, yeah, and it's just like, come on. And he's the guy who loves to hug. Like, we know that yeah. he's always hugging. Like, yeah, he loves to hug Luke. He's just a hugging machine. He's just a he's a Renaissance male or something like Renaissance man. And you know, do you think? Speaking of that, of being a man, Maz, right? Was that the name of the innkeeper that was like nine hundred years old? Right. Yeah, I loved when she called uh, Chewie her boyfriend yeah do you do you think like you know they were boyfriend girlfriend no what do you just... think, Alice? i don't 
I hope so. Yeah, we're going to ship everyone here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I could see it either way. I could see it just like, a, like I, she definitely has a crush on him. Like, right. I do too. Did I love get, Chewie. Yeah. Did they get some, you know, over the last few hundred years? Because Chewie's how old? Like 500 or something? Yeah, he's old. Uh, you know. She, no, you know what? Because they didn't. Because Han told him to stay at the freaking uh, ship yeah. and like fix everything. And like, we're going to the bar. Chewie, you stay here. That's right. He's always waiting in the ship. Yeah. Coming soon. You've got Chewie. Chewie yeah. and Meg Ryan, though. Yeah. Oh, you should. We yeah. talked about that last episode. It's like you could hear our thoughts. Um, we were talking about Chewie being, oh, two episodes ago, about Chewie being in You've Got Mail. <laughs> Ripley the dog. What's the dog's name? Brinkley. Brinkley at the end, like when he comes running up the hill. Yeah, exactly. Just running up there thing. Um, but I do have to say that Chewie still was the ultimate badass because after Kylo like knifed his dad, uh, he he plugged Kylo Ren and then just blew everything up. And he just he still saved the day because Chewie is Mm -hmm. the best. Alice, what did you think about Chewbacca? Um, I mean, I kind of wished it was like a baby Chewie. I don't know if it was a baby Chewy, but I was wishing for a baby Chewy. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know. I didn't have too strong opinion. He wasn't he wasn't that cute. Yeah. Was it he was but it was someone in a costume. CP C three PO was someone in a costume this mm-hmm. time too. And then Chewbacca was also a costumed person. Yeah. Okay. Big tall guy and and yeah, not CGI. Yeah, yeah I think Chewbacca's definitely built on the previous three movies yeah all the stuff he did there yeah because he, he he saved c3po a couple times he uh but and then with the ewoks the ewoks love chewbacca they're like combing yeah. his hair and you know yeah, he's exactly that's, that's it ewoks are baby chewbaccas that's it yeah <laughs> yeah uh alice do you got a question for us more questions hold on i have to <laughs> i have to think what else oh my goodness you go first. I have to think. Well, well, Alice, who was your favorite character? Oh my gosh! I mean, I liked Ray. Oh, well, I mean, BB-8. We gotta have a shout out. Um, but I mean, I mean, Ray. I, I mean, I think I'm impressed because I know that Star Wars has also had like uh, Natalie Portman, and then I think also like Baby Kira Knightley, basically. So the fact that they got oh, another yeah, lookalike right. was very impressive, very interesting, very weird, um, but pretty pretty good casting all around um but yeah i mean ray and bb8 are just fantastic so what do you think about the bad guys first there's supreme leader snoke uh, snoke what do you think about him yeah i mean i see i was surprised because i thought kylo was like the top brass the top guy and then it was suddenly like you know in in the presence of snoke it was like i'm just you're supreme leader i'm nothing i'm you know just just an, an amazing uh kind of relationship there. Mm-hmm. Um, and how about Kylo Ren? What did you like? Uh, him? I mean, I mean, no, I mean, I had very strong. So yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely didn't like him. I obviously, you know, the, the Han thing, the, I was trying to figure out obviously that interaction with, with Han on that. I think it was a bridge. I mean, that was, that was incredible. You wonder, is he going to kind of, you know, turn back? Is he going to come back to his, his dad is he not really but probably not because he was saying earlier like no i can you know i don't care if that's my dad whatever i can take care of it um but yeah no i mean very 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 evil 
one of the most evil villains. It seemed like he he could have come like if if that sun hadn't been extinguished at that moment, like it seemed like he was potentially going to be turned back to the light. You think? Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then even you know in the next one, he he doesn't kill his mom when he has a chance either, and so. Yeah, and I think it's, it's also because I don't quite understand dark side and you know <laughs> not dark side as probably as as much as I should. So I think in that right. in that instance too, mm-hmm. it's kind of like what would it take even to 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 turn him? Right. Yeah. Why is he? Why is he even? That's something that's even after the next movie. Like it's still not clear why he turned to the dark side. Yeah, I mean, I, I was reading that it was kind of with the same concern of, as if he was in a cult or if he was a, you know, criminal or, you know, something like that. It was the same sort of concern from, from parents. So. Yeah, that people are like, I don't know about that church you're going to, right. Ben. Like, <laughs> they're kind of weird. Yeah, you're hanging with some shady characters, yeah. I I got a little trivia thing. Um, yes. Uh, a couple yeah. little things. Uh, did you either of you watch the the trailer for this movie? No, maybe, maybe a long time ago. I was surprised it came out 2015 when I was like, what yeah. movie is this? And I was like, oh, wait, yeah. 2015? Yeah. The trailer's unreal. It's fantastic. It's like, gives me goosebumps. Like, but they've reworked it. They even brought in a scene from the next movie. Like, like the trailer, like, is so good. It's worth watching. Oh, wait, they, they play that during the Super Bowl, right? Was that when it maybe. was? Maybe. Yeah. Wait, and I think there was a whole bunch of action of them like kind of repelling up and down right and that was never in the movie yeah there's lots of scenes that aren't in the movie that are in that trailer can i see that force awakens like yeah <laughs> right <laughs> this one yeah maybe um also another else you got? on the jakku that the the planet the desert planet where ray yep. lives the uh there's a scene where she gets that ration it's not clear what the ration is is it food or is it money but she makes that biscuit Yes, and it, it the she like put sprinkles the water into the stuff, stirs it, and it goes. That was a real thing, like that. Yeah. That was like not special effects. Uh, the 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 J.J. Abrams was like, we got to do one thing that's real, and that was it. Like now, it was not edible, like, oh. <laughs> like but like what you saw was actually what happened. Really? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And, yeah, so like those little portions, they're all are, that's is that all just bread that they're doing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Sounds like it kind of sucks though, because last week you got a half portion, and now you just get a quarter. Right. And from what I what I, what I was reading, like if you look at it, like it looks like the same amount of portion both both times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah so they didn't really do much, but yeah. yeah. And I, I wish that there was just more more Leia. I mean, it was it was interesting because obviously even not having the background, like seeing Leia was such a you know beautiful moment. And I mean, I, I mean anybody, you know, Luke Han, but you know, I mean even like like Leia because there was such a warmth. And obviously, you know, after her death and and everything, did she pass after this movie or was it the next one? Next one. Next after one. the next one. Yeah. yeah. She might even be in the one that's coming out. Like. Uh... I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I think, guess, I think yeah, she I might was CGI in or not, but yeah, it was such a like a you know more more like a beautiful moment to like you know see anybody after thirty years and that. Sense. I think yeah, I think they did a great job with the Han and Leia love story. Like yes, like you know they're clearly divorced and hate each other, but they like have enough affection 
you know, for their son anyway, that they can like, they, they played that really well in the movie. I don't think they even hated each other. I think they just sort of, they were kind of true to their characters because Han, you know, they, he tried to escape like 10 times in the last trilogy. You know, remember we were making fun of him, like all of a sudden deciding he had to go pay people <laughs> right, off. Right, you know, yeah. at the last. So it doesn't like, I can see that he's just whatever that shit happened with his son. He's just sort of like, Hey, Chu and I are going to go fly and do something else. And Leia threw herself into her own work, which was trying mm-hmm. to blow up Death Stars or Star Killer bases. Which she always does. Yeah. And so I could see that. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like that. How did she become a general? I'm a princess. Well, in the rebellion or the resistance, it doesn't take a lot to get promoted. So if you have a plane, you're our pilot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but she's been around forever, so yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. And I think she's rich, like, um, so she's like the princess of some planet that no longer exists. But I think she was rich, uh, and she's likely funded some percentage of the rebellion. That's my hunch. Oh, that's a good. That's a good point. Old money, old money. And she's clearly like uh, the. She's who. If you if there's a a giant planet that's destroying other planets. You want Leia on the case. And so, (laughs) all right. So one of the, some of the feedback I've gotten from my one or two listeners is I tend to end episodes pretty suddenly. So I want to try something else to kind of ease our way into the end of this episode. So after watching this uh, movie, where do you rank it in amongst all the star Wars movies? So Obviously, first, number one. No. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Alice. It's kind of no. That's okay. Uh, and oh, okay, so here I have a I have a special Alice question. Yeah, yeah. Then. Okay, so after watching this, does this make you want to watch all the other ones, all the other Star Wars movies? Well, first of all, I don't know in what direction to watch them because do you maybe want to watch a prequel if it was you know released as a prequel after or not? So I don't really know. Where to go? I know these are little trilogies, and, and so maybe they're a little bit self-contained. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, there there is a bit of curiosity. I was even thinking of kind of where would I rank? Maybe not rank it. That's a little too harsh, but kind of in, in like Marvel movies because it because I was even when I was reading, you know, in the outline you sent me that you know George Lucas was not happy about this film, and I had to read that paragraph over and over. Like, what do you mean he wasn't? you know, into this movie, but kind of thinking about, and again, not really knowing the Star Wars background, but thinking about, it is a bit new age in the sense of um, the way that I've, that like the Avengers and Thor and all that stuff has been playing out. And there was a little bit of comedy, which is my, my favorite part in these Marvel films is when it finally was like, oh, wait, if we inject some humor into this, I don't know if there was past humor in the, in Star Wars or not, but it wasn't just straight mm-hmm. sci-fi. It was, you know, little little pockets of, of humor there as well. So it, I, I can definitely see in the way that J.J. almost made this also appeal to action and sci-fi and Marvel and comic book fans. I mean, I don't know if this... Yeah, this is also comic book originally too, right? I mean, it's... It, it, it appeals to a, a larger demographic than Star Wars fans. Well, it did start off as a comic book, yeah. But it's definitely part of the same culture. Yeah. And if you're 
if you read comic books or whatever, you definitely got into Star Wars too. And then later it branched on to novels and comic books and mm-hmm. anything you like. Basically, George Lucas wants to sell you something. So anything, anywhere, like he's going to sell you a toy of it. And you probably, you know. Uh, and so, Toby, how about you? Where Where is this ranking? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, four through six are the tops in my book. Um, yeah. I like so- Rogue One probably next. Um, that's true yep i agree and then maybe this one and then the the prequels and then uh the han solo movie the last yeah i don't know i don't know if i'll ever rewatch that so my own opinion is i i think it's basically just like you like the four through six are at the top i did really like rogue one as well mainly because it uh donnie yen and i'm a sucker for asian martial arts stars which this Force Awakens, I do want to say, had some some of my favorite Indonesian martial arts stars as well. They were part of the gang that invaded Han Solo's thing and got yeah. ripped up. So uh-huh. there's a couple of a couple of those actors are in a movie called The Raid and The Raid Two, and they are pretty out of control. Maybe I'll force you to watch some of those movies. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then and then this movie. I, I, you know, I can't really even. I can't. I don't remember the next movie, the Last Jedi, right? Yeah, yeah, the Last Jedi. I don't remember it enough to rank it yet, so I'm looking forward to rewatching it next week. Yeah, I didn't throw that. Yeah, we'll talk about where we rank that next week because I didn't include that. Um, but it would be right alongside this one, probably. Yeah, and so better than the first prequels, better than Solo, and so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, Alice. Toby, thank you so much for being on. Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you. Alice, you might want to, we might invite you back if you want to talk romantic comedies, which we're thinking about doing in January. Sounds good. All right. The Aging Hipster Star Wars Rewatch is produced by Bob Serrano and Toby Crines. You can follow me at Twitter at Bob Serrano5. You can email us at aginghipsternetwork at gmail.com. Subscribe to the podcast on the Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean. Rate and leave kind reviews. Thank you so much for listening. May the force be with you.